tuning into this episode what you are looking for today is you're looking for these things of like I have all these obstacles that are going on in my life and I need to I be able to identify them and then I want to be able to jump over and I want to move into my next season and so what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to call some things out for you of potentially what is going on and then I'm going to give you eight things to be able to set the plan and change them okay so when you're overcoming obstacles in your life what typically is occurring to you is you have no plan (laughs) like when you're going through life and you're shifting you're in your business you're you're a wife you're a mom You don't have things that are going on that you could potentially can measure. Like everybody else gets you first. You don't get you first. So you're really, really stressed. What usually tends to set in is stress, anxiety, and depression. And so if you find yourself in that area, I want you to rest assured what we're going to do is we're going to come up with an action plan. We're going to come up with the action plan that's going to take you over to the next level and allow you to be able to get this thing done, okay? So when you find yourself in these obstacles, what you want to be careful with is your disbelief and belief, okay? Disbelief and belief. See, every single day, you're feeding belief or disbelief. I believe I can be an amazing mom. You're you're depositing into there. Or you know what? When I wake up in the morning, I'm not so sure. I didn't get this one to bed last night. The clothes are not together. I'm really stre- I'm not really sure. So what you got to understand is every single day you're feeding one or two. Can you slip into two different categories? Yes. It doesn't believe that it doesn't matter that maybe one day you are Feeding your belief system that maybe now in a couple months, you can slip into an area that you're feeding disbelief. Well, how do I do that? Well, let me tell you this. I'll tell you, when I go to church or um, I, I do any type of training where I'm doing personal development, one thing that I hear often is check your circle. It's check your circle, check your circle, check your circle. And it's like, who is around you that is helping to perpetuate the belief in the the situation, in the obstacle? Or are they perpetuating and helping the disbelief? And so what I love to do to myself, quick thing that I love to do to myself is I love to say, who's around me? Like, if I want to be in my belief that I can be an amazing mom, that I can be an amazing business coach, I write down names and I usually sometimes even pray over them. I'll be like, okay, God, who should I be talking to today? (laughs) Like I need to get in my belief. I want to stay in my belief. So if I think about my business, who in my business still believes is amazing? Write their name down. Who is being a mom is like, oh my God, I love this. I love the kids. They doing the play groups. I write their name down. I constantly am in these areas that I know I need to be in the belief instead of the disbelief. I write these names down and then I make sure I get in their circle. 
Now, getting in their circle does not necessarily mean, um, say for instance, right now in a business format, say for instance, me right now, my amazing coach is Tony Robbins. I love to follow him. I also too have Grant Cardone, um, Jim Rohn. These are people that I love their voice, Les Brown. So being that I cannot physically see them, I can physically have access to them. I tend to go to things like this, their podcast, their YouTube channel. I want to download that into me because I want to keep myself on the side of belief. So say, for instance, in your business, say, for instance, somebody who's really on fire. That's somebody who I want to get around. So maybe I'm meeting up with them for coffee. Maybe I'm sending them text messages or whatever. They don't have to know. Guess what? You don't have to show up with them and say, hey, you're here for my belief. (laughs) No, you want to keep them around in your space and watch their behavior and mirror it and make sure it's inspiring. And, you know, all the things that they're doing is something that every time you walk away from them in that space, it feels amazing. Have you ever walked into a room and when you walk into that room, you could feel negative energy? Have you ever did that? You walked on in and you'd be like, ooh, what is this? So if you've been in that space, it's something to be said about the room that you walk into that is just full of energy. You want to get around that space. You want to be around that space often. If you find yourself right now in disbelief, what is happening is you have people in that space that are feeding the disbelief. The more you walk around in that space, you don't see where you're looking to be. So if you're a mom and you're trying to mom so hard, right? And then you have a friend. This could be your best friend. Every time you turn around, she is constantly telling you about how she potentially made a mistake or she doesn't like this portion of momhood or whatever. You got That person is going to feed your disbelief that you can do it well. We're all human. We all leave ourselves open and susceptible. But if you are not taking control of that or even knowing, like sitting down with yourself and saying, who do I need to listen to? I love to put things into perspective of percentages. I always say 80%, the 80% mark of my day needs to be with people and listening to people that feed my belief system on my goals. They must be in my space 80% of the time. If you don't have a person, because sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't have that person. Find your voice. Find your voice online. Find your voice in a podcast like this. If I'm that person, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Come listen to me. I'm always trying to find ways. I'm human. I still make mistakes. But I have these time frames and where... You know, I have to go reach on out because I know that it is very important for me as a mom, like listen, me as a wife, me as a mom, and then my business, it's important that I show up and I do my part to be an amazing wife to my husband. It is not his responsibility to make me happy. It's my responsibility to walk into my marriage and be a happy woman. So therefore, my husband knows he has a happy wife that he has to show up and be a happy husband. But it's my responsibility to make sure I'm that happy wife for him to love. 
it's my responsibility to keep that muscle together. As my kids, it's my responsibility that when they come into the house, that they get to hear, hey, mom, because see, I fought hard to be here, to be in their space. So I don't want them to walk on up and I'm disgruntled and I'm frustrated. So I have to make sure I'm letting the right person, the right thing pour into my spirit. So who, what are you feeding? I'll ask you that. Write that down for yourself. What am I feeding? Am I feeding my belief or am I feeding my disbelief? What am I doing? That right there is extremely important. Then number three, which you should be checking, is your feelings versus fact. This right here can screw a person up really, really quickly. It's the thing that they tell themselves every single day. It's the dialogue. It's the movie. It's the thing that they're constantly saying over and over and over again that you must check. Am I in my facts or am I my feelings? So to give an example... Say, for instance, you had a bad day with the kids today. What do you say to yourself? Do you say, I know this was a moment. This is just a moment. The reality of the situation is right now is that, you know what? The baby's tired. She's cranky. I got these things to do. Or if you have a teenager, you know what? I don't know what type of day they had today, but I'm going to make sure that they have a great day. Because see, those are some facts. Or do you go, I'm a horrible mom. I'll never get this together. You know, I'll never get this together. I'll never be as great as this person. Or I'll never be able to try. See, that's a feeling. Who told you you weren't going to be an amazing mom? Who told you that the argument which you have with your husband, you'll never be successful in marriage? Who told you because your business was just having a hiccup in the month that you couldn't be successful as a business professional? Because see, nobody can call the future. We're not God. No one knows the next step. So if you find yourself in that space, I love to write down. Sometimes when I'm really in a space, I'll write down on a piece of paper and just draw a line down and I'll go fact and feeling. And then the things that I'm feeling, I will challenge myself to put them into a category. Is that a fact or is that a feeling? And then at the end of that exercise, once I've gotten all of my feelings on out, I'll look and say, okay, the reason I'm so stressed at this moment is because I'm in my feelings. There is nothing that's on here that's actually a fact. It's how I feel. And see, things that I feel, that's my dialogue. What can I say to myself or do to myself to flip to the other side? To flip this on over and this flip this pancake on over and actually start calling additional things into my life. Like, what can I do? I'm in my feelings. This is called fact versus feelings. I'm in my feelings. And guess what? It is very difficult sometimes to grow and get to the next level. If you find yourself, every time you turn around, you're always in your feelings. You're never in your fact. Because see, facts can be dealt with. You can move to the next level with a fact. But in your feelings, you never know if that's really what's happening. You're calling things on out. Nobody has said them. You think you're pulling to the thing that's in the room and it's going to screw you. So now what we're going to move on into, if that's where you are, I'll tell you that exercise will help you. But we're going to move on to what are the things that we're going to do? Because I want to get out of this. I want to fix my, my life, right? I want to I wanna use this, these, this this podcast right now to be able to fix my life so let's talk about them we're going to do some eight things so what we're going to do is we're going to set the plan okay so number one 
when you're dealing with things, you're dealing with an obstacle, guess what? You're going to treat this like coursework for yourself. Number one, you're going to break out your big goal. Where are you going in your life? I love to call this exercise big goal, small goal. Where are you going in your life? What is the big goal? So say, for instance, you're saying, and this may not, this can be used for business. This can be used your personal and wife. You could, uh, girlfriend, um, as mom. What's the big goal? Maybe you're saying, I want to show myself as a mom, I can multitask my career and my business. Maybe that's the big goal. Okay. Well, too many times what people sometimes do is they'll set the big goal and they don't do the second portion, which is create the small goals that need to happen to match the big goal. So say, for instance, you're like, I want to set myself on up. I want to make play dates with my, my kid. Okay. So that's the big goal. That's the big goal that you have. What are the small goals? I need to call all the play date areas that are in the, that are around me. I need to look on some mommy and me groups. Um, maybe I want to go find a friend that's already doing this and ask her how to do it. You want to create all the small goals you need to have. That's called big goal, little goal for me. Big goal, little goal. So usually what you'll find is people tend to put things on their vision boards as their big goal, but the mistake is they never have the small goals that attach to the big goal. So that brings me to number two. What you want to do is create solutions to the small goals. So how are we going to get to this big goal? So say, for instance, you're saying, okay, I want to do the mommy and me group. Okay. I've called all the areas. I have the friends. That's not enough. Now you have to put it into action. That's usually when you go get your planner and your calendar and you start putting it into time format. So what I'm going to do is at 12 p.m., I'm going to call Sasha and I'm going to ask Sasha where she goes and then I'm going to sign up. That's one action. You know what? I'm going to, okay, so I have my big goal. I have my small goal that I was going to get into these groups. But when I get into these groups, the solution is I got to actually talk to the people in the group, in the Facebook group, and see where there's some additional things that I can do. See, in order to be able to get to the mass area, you have to have the small goal and then the action plan behind it. That's layered. You have to layer yourself to get to that next level so therefore you can complete the obstacle at hand. Number four, you want to track your progress. So let me switch on over and actually start talking to some entrepreneurs around here. So say for instance, you are you have a big project in your business. And I know a lot of people who follow my podcast are on my team and maybe they're trying to rank to the next level. So what they've done is they pull out this chart, they look at the chart, and then they say, hey, I'm going diamond. Everybody want to go diamond. So we'll say, I'm going diamond. And I'm like, okay, that's the big goal. What's the small goal? Well, the small goal is I must identify, I need to have three runners across my front line, and then I need to be able to run with them. Well, that's the small goal. Now, putting that into an active plan is how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to wake up every single day. I'm going to prospect for distributors on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then you go to the calendar and say, what time? Oh, I'm going to do this at 12 o'clock every single day. I'm going to prospect those people. 
and you're going to track yourself. If you want to, at the top of your calendar, give yourself, remember when we were in kindergarten, you used to get your stars. You Maybe you want to check off and say, oh, I did it at 12 today. You're going to track your progress. How many did I get today? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the outcome. It's just the activity that's required, but you got to show up each time. Guess what starts to happen as you have that big goal, that small goal, and then you have the active plan to get it done. Before you know it, next thing you know, forget the three you needed. You've actually potentially signed five to seven. And now you're over your goal because you didn't just look at the big goal and then make the small goal. You actually created the action plan to actually get it done. And you tracked it. And you gave yourself your yay, woo, over your small wins and goals. Number five, you got to seek advice and support. Don't think that you have to do everything alone. There's so much information out here. Um, Maybe somebody who's doing it a little bit better, somebody who's experienced it, they're ahead of you. There are miles ahead. Ask them how they did it. Ask them to take a look at your plan and just say, hey, can I borrow five minutes of your time? Sure. I'm going to borrow those five minutes of your time. Tell me what you think about this. Now, what you want to do, especially if you have a mentor, if it's somebody, somebody that's a mentor of yours, what you always want to do is show up with your big goal, your small goals, and your active plan. Because someone who's your mentor, who's potentially ahead of you, they won't take the time to sit down. And, and this is just that real talk you need to hear. They're not going to help you all the way from the beginning to the end. That portion usually is your, of yourself. So that mentor then knows what they're guiding. Okay, so so I want to get like say for instance you're in the in the business. I want to get to diamond, and and me getting to diamond, um, I know I need my three. I also too I have a party on Friday. I have I'm gonna show up every day at 12 p.m. I'm doing this. Can you help me? See, you have a tangible action goal and plan, and then that mentor can sit down with you and say yes. But what I also suggest you do is instead of just doing it at 12, I find greater success when I do it at 6 p.m. too. So what they're doing is is adding the secret sauce to your plan. They're out here starting it on up for you. And then when you stay consistent with that plan before you know it, forget you sometimes what may happen, forget diamond, you may just stumble up on double because you had a plan that was being tracked. You've now gotten advice, you've gotten support, and you're actually moving it. You don't have to do things yourself. In this day and age, guys, if you're on this podcast right now, you can be pouring into going and listening to podcasts. You could be on um, YouTube. You can read in books. It's so much information. And I just did a um, a, a, a seminar this past weekend, and I love it. Like, uh, Rachel Hollis was talking about, like, okay, guess what's great? People say, I don't have the money for this. I can't get the support for here. And then she was like, if you don't get your butt on Google, everything is freaking free there. Everything you need. If you're not in the area, the era of Encyclopedia Britannica anymore or having to get right in front of somebody in their seminar paid space. So maybe the advice or the support you need is outside of your financial goals. But guess what? Everything you need is where you need it in a free platform. And then as you're able to grow yourself and say, for instance, your marriage is one of those things you want to work on. Maybe right now you're watching these podcasts until your finances change. And then what you want to do is put some money behind actually getting a physical counselor. Maybe you yourself are saying, hey, I I am at a place right now where I have listened to as many of these podcasts and YouTubes that I can. I need to now put together a plan of action because I need to hire me a life coach. I need somebody who's going to work with me, come up with these active plans, 
So you got to do that other work that's required in order to be able to get to that level. But once you do it, you're going to be so proud of yourself because what you were doing is checking it off your list. Number six, write out your bad habits that you have going on right now. We all have them. We have to address them. You cannot fix anything underneath the closet. In the closet, it won't work. It, it just, it's just not the design. It's not how it happens. So you got to write out your bad habits and you got to break them. So if you know you yourself, you know that I need to wake up early to make their food, make the kids food so I can work, then you're going to have to write that down and call the elephant out in that room and you're going to have to work on that. Because what that's going to do is it's going to feed your disbelief that you can actually be successful and it could just be because you won't write out the bad habit and actually work on it and break it. And that's the real talk conversation you got to have with yourself. That's something different for everybody. Some is consistency. Some is, um, you know, time management. That's different. But what you owe and what you must do for yourself is you must work on your issues. You must work on them. Because if you don't, they'll stay. I love when people, it, it, it shocks me when sometimes people say, oh, wisdom comes with age. It does, but that doesn't mean that as you get older, if you don't start working on this stuff, that it's not going to take over in your life. You can still be the 80-year-old fool. <laughs> it is possible. You can still be that because you just refuse to work on the elephant in the room. And the more that you practice it, the more you'll work on the elephant in the room, you're going to fix the elephant in the room, and then you're going to have a new elephant in the room, and you're going to fix the elephant in the room. And then the more that you keep doing that, you're going to build up your confidence that I can get things through things. If I write them out and I call them for what they are and I just, you know, say, hey, like, listen, I'm having this issue. I'm having this problem. And if I just work on it, I can get it. You're going to st- every time something comes in your way, you're going to find less anxiety, less resistance because you will have done these practices that say I can fix things in my life. You'll become empowered by them. And then the new thing that happens, the new obstacle that sits in your face, you then will have the confidence within yourself to know new new obstacle. Pray about it. Okay? Pray about it. Read about it. Write my big goal. Write my small goal. Um, create my solution. And then um, create my active plan. And then I got to track it. And then it's poof. Get advice and support. And poof. Bam. It's gone. And I know that that's the process for myself. And I will feel more and more confident in it because I am I'm knocking that thing off my list. Number seven, visualize your goals for motivation. So once you put this thing on out, it is something to be said about sometimes people sit down and they write their life in their vision boards and they write those things for um, like the beginning of the year and then they never come back to them. Or it's so large and it's so far away that they don't have those small tangible things that they're able to see all the time. So say for instance, you're listening to this and you're like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. You should write it out for visualization. Give yourself, and this is something I love to do for myself so you can do this. I like, right now, I want to lose 40 pounds. So I have this nice little vision for myself. It's something that I can see that every five pounds I lose, I shade it on in, I color it in for myself, and there's a reward on the side of there for myself. And they're simple, and so I can get to them. Instead of focusing on the big goal being 40, which could potentially take my brain out, I every five... Get my, get my lashes filled. Get my nails done. These are things that make me feel better. Go get me new bath salts. 
things that are extra little somethings to me. Take my fast start bonus. That's what I have for somebody and get some personal things for myself. Like it's making me do some things to work on me, but they're actually rewarding me, which is actually going to keep me in the game. Do you have that for yourself? Do you visually see it? I remember when I lost 130 pounds, that goal was so large (laughs) that I had to take that vision I had to put it in the bathroom. I had to put it on the car dashboard. I had to put it where I sat. I had to put it in the salon. I had to put it on the microwave. I put it on the refrigerator. I had to have it visually everywhere that I could see I could do this. And I had to keep checking off and on and on myself. And it took me a year and a half. And I used this exact same plan to get me there exact same plan so it doesn't matter what it is but it was a big thing for me to do and I was like if I wake up every single day with that big goal going I gotta lose 130 pounds like it's so far away I couldn't get it it was like I couldn't get excited about it but could I get excited for five yes did I want to go get my nails done did I want to go get my eyelashes done yes so every time I kept knocking stuff off the list I was woman hear me roar I was fixing it and so be that I was fixing it I felt I could and then the last thing which is the huge thing this is number eight and I'm gonna slow down on this one become resourceful to working on your own problems and problem solving them see this is huge And I'll tell you the reason why it's huge about your own problems and solving them is because sometimes I love, if you've ever gone to service, and I I love my pastor for this, sometimes he'd be like, and if the pastor isn't in the room, sometimes you have to touch yourself. You have to call. If you have a healing or something is going on with you, sometimes you just got to touch yourself and say, you know, I am healed in his name. Like sometimes I have to call that and say that for me. You want to flex that muscle that I'm in crises. I am in a space that I don't need to be in and I need to work on those problems. You know what? I'm not going to wait for my business partner to come tell me this answer. I'm going to get on Google. I'm going to get on YouTube. You know, I'm going to, my knee is hurting. You know what? I'm not going to sit around and wait for maybe potentially my husband who has all the answers. I'm going to call the doctor myself. See, this is a huge tool that you want to strengthen. It doesn't mean you are the person, per se, that's going to answer all of the problem. But being resourceful is huge. Resourceful. If you find yourself in a place of strife where I can't get what I need until I. I can't get what I need until I call the pastor. I can't get what I need until I call my business partner. I can't get what I need until my husband come home. I can't get what I need until my prayer partner answers. I can't get what I need until this person, you know what? I have a person in school. We usually study together. See, if you put yourself, you, and I'm showing you how much control you have. If you put yourself into that space where every time I need something, I can't until You're going to always feel that level of stress, anxiety, and depression because your level of happy doesn't come from you. Your level of happy, your level of answer always is tied to someone else. That is very depleting. And the beautiful thing that I want you to know after you listen to today is that's not a space you have to stay in. It's not. If you write these things down, 
You become active with these things. You practice these things. Remember, practice makes permanent, not perfect. So if you write these things down, you practice these things, you do them often, you'll start getting better at them. And then guess what can happen? So I love to tell this, like even when I work with some people in life coaching, they go, I had it all together. Now it's back. Or somebody loses weight and they go, I lost the weight and now it came back. Guess what my answer always is? Well, in some sway, shape or form, what you did was, is you went back. You're no longer setting the goal, the small goal, the active plan. You're no longer doing the things that were having you a success. So if you're the person that now has started to gain the weight again, do you meal plan anymore? Do you go to the gym? See, our success is in our behavior. It's not in who, who's able to give it to you. It's in our behaviors. So when you check your behaviors, when you look and see if you're doing this or if you're not doing this, once you're able to identify those things, Take yourself back to the plan. Go back to the plan. Go back to where you messed up. That's usually your answer right there in that space. That's your answer. It's right there. So I hope this podcast has really helped you. If so, you are able to, if you see, it depends on what platform and what you're listening to. I love hearing from you. I love hearing about, you know what, this helped me in this space, or um, I'm going to share this, or can you provide your level of insight for this area right here? Sure. That's usually how these things are devised. I I just truly appreciate you giving me a portion of your time and your space. And I definitely would love to be able to hear from you. And also too, again, share with someone else. So thanks so much for tuning in. Can't wait for the next episode.